Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our podcast is brought to you by Mouse World Travel. Imagine going on the most stress-free, well-planned Disney vacation of your life. Now imagine you didn't pay anything extra for that personalized service. That's what you'll get when you use an authorized travel planner from Mouse World Travel to book your next Disney vacation. From resorts to cruises and everything in between, they are here to help you get the most out of your next family trip. Just go to mouseworldtravel.com, fill out a short request form, and make sure you mention our code ROPEDROP so they know that we sent you. I'm Katie. And I'm Erin. And you're listening to Rope Drop and Park Hop. Welcome back, friends. Hello. Week number two of our birthday, cele- is it a birthday or an anniversary? Anniversary, I would say. Celebration month. We're excited. Happy anniversary to us. And thank you to everybody that's been following us on Instagram and hanging out with us during our celebration month. It's been really fun. Somebody the other day left us a review on the podcast uh-huh. that said we're like equal parts something something and delicious dish. Oh, that's a compliment. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> delicious dish. <laughs> I actually, when we first started doing this, I actually did make a comment that it felt very delicious dishy. Yeah. <laughs> Which one are you? I'll be Anna Gasteyer. Who do you want to be? Who is the other one? Molly, at- Molly Shannon. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, you're in a gas tire because that's the only one you can remember, Molly Shannon. That's, yes. Yes, I'm fine with Molly Shannon. Or you can be, um, who's the guest that they had on most often? Um, Alex Al Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> All right. And his famous recipe. Yes. We won't talk about it because we're not explicit. He was actually on there twice with two different recipes. Anyways. we. What was the other one? I don't remember now. We might have to talk about this after the podcast, but <laughs> we were just talking this morning that we need we need another outlet for talking about um, current events outside of Disneyland. And, yes. yeah, so, so that, that may be in the works. We'll see. And let's actually, let's talk about it for a second. Okay. We've kind of behind the scenes been working on setting up a Patreon, uh-huh. which we've gone back and forth on it a little bit. On what to offer for you guys. Right. Like what, yeah, what value do we want to offer you? Right. And we are, let us know what you think if you have opinions about this. Yeah, for sure. But we're talking about doing an extra episode or two every month mm-hmm. once the kids are done. If you saw me this weekend on Instagram stories, I was complaining <laughs> about how hard life is. Erin's <laughs> juggling a lot of balls right now. Anyway, it's so, fine. So am I. It's right. Yes. Life is life. It's fine. Yes. I'm fine. But you're allowed to have your moment, though. I don't want to have another podcast to, have <laughs> to worry about right now. Not yet. But it may be coming because we it's really fun to kind of just sit and talk about pop culture stuff. Yeah. That's so we're thinking Disney. like if we do a Patreon, maybe having one or two episodes a month bonus uh-huh. that's just shooting the crud, except for we were talking about how it would not be. It would it would have an E next to it, maybe. It would have. It, I think it'd be PG thirteen. Sure, we're not very, we're not super R. No, we're not TBMA. Not yet, anyway. Nope, but maybe <laughs> PG thirteen. Maybe so. Maybe so. it's something that and we that can, you listen to with your earphones in instead of yeah. in the car with your kids. Yeah. 
I have, yeah, I have lots of podcasts like that that I have to listen to with my headphones in. We're so. going to let the real Aaron and Katie out. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, so stay tuned. It'll be tuned. a little less delicious dish, a little more Alec Baldwin. Right. <laughs> well, and today we were talking about the Kardashians' new recipe book. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so let's save that. But yes, anyways, we'll let's read a review because we love our reviews. Yes, thank we you do. very much, guys. And even especially when they mention us as delicious dish. That's right. Okay, so this one is titled Home, and it's by Lil Steph Four, and she is actually someone that interacts with us quite a bit on Instagram, and we love her. So thank you, Lil Steph Four. I started listening to this podcast in September. I subscribe to two other podcasts that are Disneyland focused, which is shockingly hard to find. And I keep listening to Aaron and Katie because you feel like you're at home sitting on your couch dishing about your last trip with them. Their enthusiasm for the parks and their love for each other comes out in every episode I've heard. I just want to talk Disney with the two of them. And I do sometimes on Instagram. Thanks for always responding. I definitely think you need to make a Dear Disney segment just like the news. I love it when you guys say it. I find my safe myself saying it now too. Keep up the great work and I look forward to the next episode. I think as you were reading that, I think I think Stephanie won one of our giveaways too. Oh, maybe. I think she did. Back at maybe oh, probably our December days of give it giveaways. Probably which would make sense why we have quite a few yeah. reviews there. But yeah, yeah. so I think she won one of our giveaways and we don't do Dear Disney as much as we used to. No, I think we felt like it was getting a little old, but maybe not. Maybe we need maybe to bring it back. We, yes. Resurrect the Dear Disney. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some news. We have an awesome guest today on the podcast. We do. Very exciting. This was one we've been waiting for for a long time. Yes. And we recorded with her two weeks ago. Uh Uh-huh. And so this is fresh today. We're recording Monday, June 13th. And first of all, we just let's start off with the big news because we're super shocked that it actually came out before we recorded this morning. Like and five you know, minutes. this is our joke, right? That this happens, but this is huge news that just came out this morning. That as soon as we leave here, we'll share on our Instagram, so you'll probably see it before. Yes. But I'm jumping all around. We recorded a couple of weeks ago, and we came back in today to record news, uh-huh. hoping that we'd have something. And we have kind of a lot we have of news a lot. today. Yes, it's a big news day. So let's start off with the big stuff. Oogie Boogie Bash. They finally made some announcements this morning. Finally, yes. people have been waiting, waiting, waiting. Yep. I probably get this question like multiple times a week. Yeah, and have I they think, announced dates yet? I think for anybody who's planning on going in the fall, they want to plan their park days, right. And reservations, right? Yes, and, 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 and even the people that aren't going to Oogie Boogie Bash want to know which days to avoid right. California Adventure, right? Yep. Yeah. So we're excited that they finally announced it. <clears throat> so tell us about the dates and all of the good info. Okay. So Oogie Boogie Bash will be on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays okay. between September 6th and October 31st, okay. including also Saturday. October 29th and Monday, October 31st. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask is mm-hmm. what day Halloween is. Okay, so it would be... So not Sunday the 30th. Right, so that last weekend of October, there will not be a Sunday party. It will be on Saturday and Monday. Which makes sense. Yeah, I think so. The Saturday, I'm not sure why that makes sense. Maybe they just need to have a day in between to regroup. Yeah. To get it ready for Maybe. the next party. It yeah. doesn't look like there are any two dates in a row. So that that makes sense. That's fair. Okay. Okay. And they've got to have one on Halloween. Right. That's tradition. So that makes sense, I guess. There's also going to be a special event on Saturday, September 10th, Mm -hmm. which is special for D23 members. Yes. So D23 members only. I'm guessing they can bring guests with them. They can probably buy tickets for their guests. Do we have any D23 member? I'm sure we do. That listen to us. That listen to this? Maybe. So... 
to you must be a member a d23 member general or gold tickets or general or gold level to purchase tickets mm-hmm. guests of the member ticket purchasers do not have to be d23 members for guests they have to be with the member to enter the event okay so it'd be like military tickets type yep and that actually coincides with the d23 expo that's yep. happening which is on, i imagine why they're doing yes, it. yes because they've never done something like 9th, that before 10th and 11th is the convention so yeah. that's cool that, that is would be, super cool that'd be a fun weekend to be there it'd be busy so it'll be fun it'll be a really fun weekend tickets go on sale for magic key holders on the 28th of june and we get it early that's I exciting know. i know did they do that with annual passes before I think yes, and okay. I think they've also had a Disney visa holder ex- like um, early access before, too. Okay. I don't know if they switch off between those, or I don't know how they decide who they're going to give early access to. They put but, everything in a hat and they draw it out. But they did say that it's a limited amount of tickets for those uh, Magic Key holders, so mm-hmm. if you are wanting to get on that early, I would say like don't wait till the day before general tickets go on sale get on it early and they say no earlier than 9 a.m right pacific time pacific time so who knows and if you remember our debacle from last year buying tickets we were both here we were recording that day yes we were we had computers pulled up we were in i ended up being in the waiting room over eight hours to buy tickets finally mine was only an hour but watching that Big Thunder Mountain roller coaster. Is that what it was, or was it Space Mountain then? Mm, They kind of switch it up, but watching that animation for an hour is enough to drive anybody crazy. I took a nap in the middle of mine. I Mm -hmm. had it set up on my computer, and I took a nap, and I just kind of dozed, and then I'd open my eyes every few minutes to make sure it was still there. Yeah. Anyway, it's um, like it's like the Hunger Games. Every time they do like a release, (laughs) we just may the odds be ever in your favor, and go get it. (laughs) And then to the general public, June thirtieth is Mm -hmm. when the tickets are available. Same deal, no earlier than nine a.m. Yep. And the party will be from six to eleven p.m. each night that it's available with a three p.m. mix-in. Okay, pretty standard. Yes, and we said this last year: if you're going to go to Oogie Boogie Bash, don't waste a park day. Do something else. Sleep in that morning. Yes. Take it easy that morning. Go to a character breakfast or brunch. Yes, especially if you've got kiddos. Don't try and drag them around the parks all day and make them stay up till 11 or midnight. Yeah. And Oogie Boogie Bash is such a great event. And there's, it's, I mean, it's very popular and there are a lot of people that attend, but they do a good job of crowd control. Yeah. And so you can do a lot in DCA Mm -hmm. without having to have a park ticket that day. This is by far my favorite after dark event Mine that too. Disney does. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Great. Ticket prices start at one twenty nine and go up to one seventy nine. So we think that's a little more expensive than it was last year. Yeah, I want to say it maybe started at one oh nine. I feel like you're right with that. Last year, yeah, or maybe three years ago. I don't know. Or one fourteen. Maybe something that like sounds that. familiar yeah. too. <laughs> and one thing that, that we noticed that they did this year a little different is every other year you go in, you check into the event, you get a wristband, mm-hmm. and that's how they determine if you are a ticketed guest that's staying for Oogie Boogie Bash. This year they're doing a lanyard keepsake. Yes, which is kind of fun. I think that's really fun. They'll oh. also do a wristband because they got to check and make sure because you could share that Easily. lanyard with somebody else and get right. in. So they put a wristband on you. They do a really good job sweeping the park and making sure non-wristband guests are ushered out. So mm-hmm. yeah. don't try and sneak in. So there you go. That's, I think, all of the news for Geepagee Bash. But we're super so. excited. And like I said, it dropped this morning, yeah. which is super weird. So hey, Mr. Chapek, if you're listening, thank you. We appreciate it. Right. Dear Disney, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> dropping news on time for us. With that, they've also released the dates for Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort, which will be September 2nd through October 31st. And they start putting up the, 
the decorations before September 2nd so that it's ready to roll. Mm -hmm. September 2nd looks full-time Halloween. And I would say, too, just with that date in mind, Mm -hmm. plan on Haunted Mansion being closed two weeks prior to that. Yes. It's usually about a two-week closure to get the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay done. Get all that Jack Skellington goodness infused into the Haunted Mansion. And then um, in downtown Disney, they'll be doing Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit, which I think they've done that before, a little pumpkin hunt. Uh And then you get a little prize. You buy a card, you do the hunt, you get a prize. Plaza de la Familia will be back at California Adventure. That's a really fun, like, Dia de los Muertos yes. celebration. I love that. I do, too. I love that section a lot. And I love Halloween at Disneyland. Me too. It really... I say this. I say that it's my favorite time until I go at Christmas, and then I'm like, oh, this is my favorite time. I think they're tied. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't fall, know. Fall might be my favorite. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Screams will be back. So Monsters After Dark will be back. Monsters After Dark. And Monsters After Dark is typically every evening, not just Oogie Boogie Bash days. Yes. So and starting probably around 3 or 4 p.m., uh-huh. they transition over to Monsters After Dark. Yes. It so takes them about an hour. So they close the ride at 2 yes. and then open up around 3, 4. And the line gets really long. Yes, it And does. so if you're going to be there that time and you're not going to Oogie Boogie Bash, good news, you can still enjoy Monsters After Dark. Last year, they didn't have Genie Plus. Which, oh, that's which true. will affect it probably, too. So this year, you know, start paying attention. I think, like Katie said, three or four in the afternoon, mm-hmm. you'll want to start working toward a Genie Plus if you have it for the day. Right. And get on Monsters right. After Dark because it's super fun. And then one of my favorite areas in California Adventure at Halloween time is uh, Radiator Springs, mm-hmm. Cars Land, mm-hmm. Mater's Graveyard Jamboree will be back, Luigi's and Honk and Halloween, and then all of the cute decorations. It's just really well done over there. Speaking of that, I yeah. actually didn't have this on my news list, but Radiator Springs Racers has been down again. Oh, for I saw a few that days. temporarily mm-hmm. closed. I saw a couple people ask about that. She's struggling, folks. She needs a refurbishment. Dear we Disney. We said it. We said it. Dear Disney. Okay. <laughs> I think that's it for Halloween time, but get, I'm getting excited. I saw <laughs> it's a Hobby Lobby. I saw oh, somebody post never online. Mind. What, I lied. What, what? It's up right now. Radiator Springs oh, Racers good. has a 70-minute wait currently. But it has been temporarily closed off and on the last couple of days. Yeah, it was yeah. closed for like three days. Yeah. So <laughs> it's struggling. Poor, I stand by that. Poor Radiator Springs Racers. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Give her some love. Well, anyway, all I was saying was I there are like fall decorations out in the stores already right now. So people are... Gearing up for fall. Here we go. Oh, everyone loves Halloween. Time for the PSLs to come out. Yes. All right. And the Uggs. What else we got on news? Okay. Some other big news that happened throughout the week. Paradise Pier gained its own entrance. Yes. Which we were not expecting that to happen. No. They announced, you know, a few weeks ago that the hotel was getting an overhaul and that they'd have a bridge going into DCA, right? Yep. Yep. But so this, this was not be, on my radar. No. And this must be, I'm guessing this will be where the bridge will give you access to. Probably. It's weird to me. I have thoughts. They're, it's like they're trying to train people to start going in that way, maybe. Well, this is what I was thinking. So I shared a video on our Instagram the other day of the path. And so if you're familiar with that area, you leave Paradise Pier Hotel, you head to the crosswalk right in front of the Grand Californian where the cars enter the Grand Californian and there's a gate there and usually there's an attendant who will talk to you and will either buzz you in if you belong there for whatever reason or not to get into the Grand Californian they'll turn you away so like in the morning if you're trying to enter the parks that way they will not let you right but if you have like a dining reservation or a mobile order pickup no we didn't try that right we didn't try that we need to try that next time or later in the day later in the day a lot of times they'll let you in if you want to just go visit the hotel and you tell them that but But it's not guaranteed either correct so don't yeah don't plan on it for sure Mm -hmm. but there's that gate right there so for the 
Paradise Pier entrance, you go to that gate and then you take a right, mm-hmm. right before that gate. I've never even noticed that path before. I wonder if it was blocked off. Maybe. And then the path takes you kind of <laughs> in It thick. takes you behind Corndog Castle. <laughs> yeah. And you enter DCA between Corndog Castle and Goofy Sky, Goofy School. Sky School. Yeah. Random, first of all. And yeah. also, why wouldn't they just let you go in the gate to the Grand Californian? I think they want to keep that exclusive to the Grand Californian guests so they can keep charging that premium for that hotel. Fair. But also, like, it makes more sense because they have to set up a security checkpoint. Mm-hmm. They have to have a ticket, whatever you scan to yeah. take tickets. Yeah. They have to have all of the, they have to have the staffing back there. Yeah. Like, just let them go through the Grand Californian. I have a question. I'm, I mean, I obviously they're checking hotel keys because they do that for the Grand Californian too. Mm-hmm. But for going through that gate, what's to keep people from just holding the gate open for everybody behind them? Which has happened like, for us before. Yeah. I guess, I suppose when they go to scan their tickets. When they were doing Extra Magic Morning, which they will be doing again this fall, mm-hmm. you had to show your hotel key at the turnstiles to go into the park. So maybe they'll do it like that. I don't know. I just think it's so odd to have it so close to that other entrance. It is interesting. And have it be a completely different. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and it's kind of backtracking, too. Because yes. you're walking all the way from Paradise Pier to the Grand Californian, and then you turn around. You make a U-turn and go back to that side of the park. But because it's a U-turn, so maybe, you know, maybe just speculation here, but maybe when they build that bridge, maybe you'll access the bridge from the second floor or the third floor of Paradise Pier and go straight across Disneyland Drive and hit that same path. Right. I would guess. Just know that those hotel prices are going to go up when that's finished. True. And I also (laughs) wonder, can you exit there? So, like, if you I would assume so. Why not? Because that would be super handy, too, if you're staying on that backside and you're at DCA for the day. If you yeah. can exit out that exit. Yeah. Although it might be faster to go through the Grand Californian exit so you're not backtracking. Well, I mean, depends on where you are. I guess that's true. So if you're on Goofy Sky School or you're or World of Color. A, or you're getting a corn dog to go. Or World of Color. <laughs> once yes. World of Color ends, yeah, yeah. head out that exit. Probably fewer people going that way for sure. I don't know. We'll keep we'll keep you posted. Yes, yes. It <laughs> was a lot of conversation. Oh about my that. goodness. Anyway. Okay, what's next on the news? Drone testing. <gasps> so we've seen some speculation so that they've been drone testing at Disneyland in Anaheim, mm-hmm. similar to what they did in Paris for the anniversary. So that drone show blows my mind. It's it cool. so cool. I would be so happy if they would start doing that. And you know how fun that would be. For them to not have to cancel fireworks when it's windy. Mm-hmm. Like, just throw those drones up there instead. They're not a fire hazard. No. I wonder how hard they are to control in the wind. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I know nothing about drones. Me neither, but they look really cool. They do look really cool. If you haven't seen it, Google it. Find mm-hmm. some video of Paris's drone show. Maybe we'll it's share really it. Cool. We'll share some from on our Instagram, maybe. So we, we vote yes. Yes, please. Dear Disney. <laughs> We're going to just do Dear Disney this whole episode. Okay. Next little bit of news. This was big news, actually, for everybody all week. Oh, man. Spider-Man had a little accident. Poor Peter Parker. (laughs) (laughs) He's so young. I know. (laughs) He's never going to recover. Good thing he's flexible and bendy. (laughs) (laughs) So the animatronic Spider-Man in DCA is what we're talking about. If you've seen the show, it's impressive. Yes. It's super cool. It's a huge audio animatronic who flies through the air over... And I read this. He flies over buildings. And uh-huh. one of the reasons that they did that is so that he wouldn't risk flying over a crowd and having a malfunction. Right. He had a malfunction. He crashed. And apparently the, the set is built 
to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's meant to kind of break away and then they can fix it really fast. It's not so apparently permanent damage. He didn't let go of his his <laughs> yeah. his string. What would you web. call it? His web spider web. His sure. His shooter. I guess that's probably exactly his what web it juice. Be. It looks like a string to me. <laughs> oh yes, it's web, web juice. juice. <laughs> he shoots from uh-huh. his wrists. <laughs> anyway, he didn't let go of it, and then so all of a sudden there was just a really abrupt stop, and he crashed to the ground and took out some wood paneling mm-hmm. as he fell. Mm-hmm. But he was back up and running a couple of hours yeah. later. He's amazing. I still have people that don't believe me that it's a robot and not a real person. Because it looks it like a looks person. Very real. Yeah. But when that happens, you're glad it's not a real person, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Okay. That sucked. Okay. So that's news. I guess it's news, but... I thought it was news. What else have we got? Well, here's some speculation things. Yeah. These are... None of these are... Oh, wait. Just kidding. There's new Thor merch ahead of the movie. Oh, yeah. It's cute, too. It is. I like the, fun the ears are fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of... They always... If there's a new movie coming out, you can count on new merch, of course. Of course. So, I'm really excited for that movie. That's basic. I think but... tickets went on sale today. I oh, did they? Go, I need to go grab oh. first day tickets. Have you seen Top Gun yet? No. Oh. I haven't seen Top Gun or Jurassic World. I haven't I, seen Jurassic I need to go World. have like a, a movie marathon. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm ready. Okay, and then these are the speculation things. Number one, Galactic Star Cruiser, which is in Orlando. Mm-hmm. This is the like fully immersive Star Wars experience hotel, and you get to go hang out in Galaxy's Edge for a little bit while you're there. And it's a whole like you wear costumes and you learn how to lightsaber fight, and it's, you pay a premium. Right, it's super expensive, and it's not Disney World. I mean, there's an afternoon where you head into Galaxy's uh-huh. Edge, and you can do some stuff there, and it's actually activity based right. when you do that. But it's not a theme park experience. It's a hotel experience. Mm-hmm. You enter and you're there for, what, 48 hours-ish? Yeah. 36? I, yeah, I would say it's more like 48 hours, maybe a little yeah. bit more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're in the Star Cruiser floating mm-hmm. through space, wink, wink. <laughs> and eating blue shrimp. Weird. <laughs> Super weird. But it's not a theme park experience. It's a yeah. hotel experience. Anyway, apparently... Recent guests of the Galactic Star Cruiser have received an email survey asking some opinions, and it's the survey is titled Research for Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So are we getting a Galactic Star Cruiser? I don't know. It's interesting because I feel like the hype around Galactic Star Cruiser was huge going in, right? They they hyped it up for years. Mm-hmm. It took them a long time to build it and get it ready, and then it sort of seems to have fallen a little bit flat. I think the super Star Wars fans are really enjoying it, but I don't know that they think it's worth the price that they're paying. I think even the Super Star Wars fans are enjoying it one time. Right. How many times can you go do that same experience? And they can't really change it up every time because you're going to have new guests every time as well. Right. So I don't know. It'll, I don't know. Who knows? What are they thinking? I don't know. I don't... And where would they put it? That's a really good question. And would it do as well? Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Maybe if they lower the price. Right. Because we, <laughs> we West Coasters are cheap. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I think, I mean, obviously I am not their target demographic. Right. For a lot of reasons. Right. But I just, am, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's fallen flat. And maybe I'm completely delusional. Maybe I need to pay maybe, better attention. And maybe we are only reading articles that are talking about it falling flat and not the ones that are singing its praises. I haven't talked to anybody specifically that's been. I so. will soon. Okay. 
I have a patient who is going. Okay. And You'll so have to let us know. soon I will see her and I will hear all about it. I okay. think she's going in August. So, But hopefully. I feel like most of the bloggers that or vloggers that we watch that have been haven't been like blown away. Right. They said it was a cool experience, but but it's one of those things that it's like a one. So Disneyland is replicable, right? Yes. Is that the word? Yes. Like we, you can do over and over and over again and mm-hmm. have a completely different experience every time. And yeah. you want to come back for more. It's not not that it's it's expensive, but it's affordable if you plan for it. Right. Right. And and everybody can do it in their own way in different uh, monetary increments. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas Galactic Star Cruiser, you're paying a set price for one experience. Yes, and it's a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's just not something people can come back and do over and over again. But anyway, food for thought. Like, just have that on your radar. Interestingly enough, Disney sent out a survey about that. I know. It's weird. It is weird. Um, And then the other speculation. Well, I don't know if it's speculation so much as it's not formally announced by Disney. But apparently the Blue Bayou Fantasmic package is back. And I don't know if you get Unofficially, right? Unofficially. Uh So Blue Bayou is open. They're not supposed to be... It's like a soft opening, kind of, I would say. Aren't they opening officially like the 26th? 24th, I think, 24th. is the date that I remember. Yeah. So they've been soft open, walk-up only, no mm-hmm. reservations available, and apparently walk-up guests can request the Fantasmic Dining Package. And it's a prefix menu. It is $89 per adult, $35 per kid. I don't know if you get the f- cute little pad. Oh, yeah, I don't know either. Or a glow cube or whatever they give out. Yeah. Yeah, all those things. But it does get you a reserved seat to watch Fantasmic. Yes. So if you're going in the next little while, before I, June 24th, keep in mind that you could possibly do a walk-up Blue Bayou Fantasmic dining package. Try That's it. It's kind of cool. Try it. Let us know if it works yeah. if you want to do that. 89 bucks for an adult and 35 bucks for a kid. My personal opinion on this is I would spend, if you're going to spend that money, dessert party. Yeah. Or I would say do the Riverbell and have premium seats. and have actual seats at a table where you eat and watch Fantasmic because I think that's cooler. I agree. I don't love sitting on the ground for Fantasmic. Even if, even with the pad. Yeah, it's not awesome. The not pad is on super my cute. on my old bones. No, <laughs> no, not at all. It's a prefix menu, and I was reading some things this morning, like on forums, and apparently the prefix menu before COVID mm-hmm. included like surf and turf. That's not included, and so for eighty nine bucks. The choices aren't great. I looked at gotcha. the menu. There's one dessert choice, mm. so that's what you get. And there's Monte Cristo, jambalaya. Like, it's kind of basic. It's like their regular, regular menu, menu, but you get a ticket to Fantasmic. So that's really what you're paying for, 30 right? 30 bucks more? Yeah. Is your, it worth it? Your mileage may vary is what I would say on that one. You decide whether that's worth it for you. And coming from us, we would pick something else. And I we so And too. I love Blue Bayou. Yes, but I would probably do something different. So there you go. And then characters. Darth Vader is in Tomorrowland. Yeah, which I think is so funny. Like, Star Wars month was last month. I know. Why all of a sudden? Random. <laughs> and it's temporary. Yeah. So is something going to happen with Darth Is Darth Vader dead? I don't think so. Is it to do with the Obi-Wan movie, maybe? Is that why they're bringing him back? I bet that's why. I'm not the movie, the series. But I don't watch Star Wars. He didn't die in any of the Star no, Wars. He has, well, don't ruin it for me, but... this The Obi-Wan series takes place in between. Okay. So Darth Vader is very much alive and well in the Obi-Wan series. Okay. There you go. He's That's not, all you need to know. Okay. That's fair. So he's in Tomorrowland. Also, he's in Tomorrowland. Right. Which is where he... That's where he's originally from. Is <laughs> Tomorrowland, right? But why wouldn't he be in Galaxy's Edge? Because Batu is not part of that storyline. Oh, my story line. It's so complicated. It really is. It's lame. And they're going to have some oopy doopy food. Oh, I'm sure. 
that no one will know that what Aaron it is. can't pronounce. Yeah. It doesn't know what's in it. No. Okay. And then Ms. Marvel is at Avengers Campus. Yeah. She looks like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> it's like a Halloween costume. Like, oh, that's funny. Like a little kid playing dress up. Kind of. Uh-huh. I'm not super impressed with it. Hmm, interesting. I feel very similar. She's not super derpy. Okay. Like, well, yeah, Aaron did not love Wanda. I will tell I you that. I didn't love Wanda. <laughs> Actually, there's one Wanda that's awesome. Yes. But there's yes. one that's a little yes. less awesome. I'm, I haven't seen the series at all yet, so me I don't know what to compare it to or like what she's supposed to be like. It's interesting to me how in Avengers Campus, like if um, if there's even rumblings of a movie or mm-hmm. a new series coming out, they've got the character immediately. Which I think is really cool. And I kind of wish that Galaxy's Edge would do something similar. Well, it is cool, but also sometimes it just hits, it's like misses over. the mark. I see. Like it's like... Like it, well, and sometimes it's too much, right? There's like too many characters, yes, and you want to, so you kind of want to see the classic ones, not mm-hmm. necessarily the new ones that you're not attached to yet. Yeah. So, but yeah, for me, I it would just looks like that. somebody was like, "Oh, we need to put Miss Marvel in. Hurry, throw together a costume. <laughs> Can you have it ready by Tuesday?" Yeah. I don't know. No. Anyway, I think that's it for news. Well, it's a pretty big news day. Well done. Make sure hey. you're following us on Instagram, please. Please, and, and leave you, us a review. Yes. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. We jumped up in the charts again. Yay! Thank you. Share us with your friends. Yes, for sure. Share us with your friends and enjoy this guest. This guest. She's awesome. You'll love her. We had a lot of fun with her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) We have been so excited for this one. And we've been trying to get this guest on for quite a while. And we've had scheduling problems and conflicts and all the things that have kept it from happening. And today, I woke up this morning. We're recording this on May 31st. And this morning was when the news dropped that all of the magic key sales had been suspended. And I'm not going to lie. I woke up this morning and I saw that and I thought, oh, no, we're going to cancel because there's big news happening at Disney. And she's going to have to take some time and she's going to have to deal with things that are happening and, and talk to people. And I'm so happy that it worked out. And we are talking to Casey from Disneyland Daily. Hi, guys. Welcome, Casey. We're so happy to have you. Thanks for having me. Your voices sound so professional. Does that sound okay? I feel like I need a cool um, microphone y'all have. Well, and we've been talking for, like, what, 10 minutes? Did we switch into podcast voices when we started recording? I don't know. Were you recording what we said before? Maybe we should. (laughs) We have been recording the whole time. We have been recording the whole time, but it's just because my record button's all the way across the table, and I hit it, and that way I didn't have to, like, lean across Mm -hmm. and bump my microphone. So you're safe. Don't worry. We will keep all of your secrets. We will not tell people the words that you don't say. Yes, and we we definitely can't say them on our podcast because we are not rated E. We are rated. If y'all like award, if you like award hot dogs, go. <laughs> we keep it clean like around I, here. Like right. I'm, on my website, I write award hot dogs, and I'm waiting for someone to be like, "Does she know that's not the name?" Oh, that's too Anyhow. funny. There's something else you wrote one time that I was like, Casey, do you? I know you know this isn't correct, and you were like, "Nope, it's an old joke." What is it? Do you remember? Um, well, one one that I was going to say was I was uh, raised in Texas, and I thought his name was Bubba Fett. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Maybe that is how it's pronounced down there. So I'm, <laughs> I'm notoriously not a Star Wars fan, so Bubba Fett totally makes sense to me. I would be on, I would oh. not know the difference. So you it's guys. actually Boba. Go yes, Boba. Boba, like the drink. 
the bubbles that you put yeah. in your drink, right? So you guys, Casey yeah. is somewhat of a Disneyland and Disney World too, frankly, celebrity, at least in my book. I have been following her for a long time and so excited because I have never met her formally until today. So we're just so excited to have her on the podcast. I've heard about you forever, Katie, from Aaron, and I'm finally I'm glad we're finally talking. So it's so awesome. Super excited. And Casey, Casey and I go way back. And the first time that we actually met in person, I handed my children to her and I said, (laughs) bye. And I left and she babysat my kids for a couple hours. After buying me a coffee, we were like sprinting through downtown Disney. This is like before the parks were open, remember? Yes, and my During kids COVID? still think it's just one of the best days that they ever had. They love you so much. Aww. So they'll be excited for this you episode, have great kids. too. They are pretty cool. I kids. like them. Yeah. All right, so let's start with talking about you and your love of Disneyland, because I think really, and let's kind of morph that into your move to California, because I think those two kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Nope. Oh, all right. Tell us your story. Okay. So y'all know living by Disney, you know, like she moved across the country for Orlando. Serena is who I'm talking about. One of Mm -hmm. my closest friends, another blogger. Um, Like she moved for Orlando. We moved to San Diego for San Diego. The quickest version of it is we, my husband and I grew up together in Plano, Texas. And then did you meet in high school? We've known each other since the sixth grade. And you still look like you're in sixth grade. Oh, he does. Every time, every time I post a picture, all my close girlfriends are like, "He never ages. He never ages." He's so young. I'm like, "What about me?" Right. <laughs> Y'all, come on. You at least fake it. Oh, you know? that's funny. But anywho, so we'd moved all over Texas, Denver, Kansas City, and then he got laid off in Kansas City, and we had moved around and loved it. And Blake and I would move every two years if we could because we just loved the adventure. She can't do that forever with children. So he lost his job. He worked for H&R Block and got laid off in Kansas City. That's where their main you know, headquarters are. And we got a good severance package, and we were like, it's now or never. And we had fallen in love with San Diego specifically. Every San Diego trip, we went to Disneyland for one day and did nothing that I recommend today. <laughs> we were eight to midnight, never used a fast pass. I was a disaster. But Disney, I didn't start blogging about Disney until 2015, I think, maybe 14. And I moved here in 2010. So I did other things, you know, I've always supplemented our income because it's hard to have just one out here. But, right. um, Another blog needed a franchise out in California that knew about Disneyland, and she offered to have me be kind of an extension of hers, and I did it, and it's grown into something I had never expected. We worked together for three years, and then we split, and I started running it on my own, which is horrifying to me, (laughs) like the very thought of it. I don't know what HTML stands for. I don't want to know. I literally, to this day, literally have never made a change on my website because I'm terrified to touch it. Like I wouldn't even change the header. (laughs) Yeah. Literally nothing. I will write all day. I can write posts and edit posts, but or pages, but I don't change anything aesthetically. That's why it's the same like Fisher Price format that I started with (laughs) eight years ago. Hey, information's information. That's right. I need I need someone to redesign my site and I really am looking for someone with a lot of um, good ideas and just to help me with my business, but I'm all content. So, and that's what you're known for. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean that and a couple Um, of other things. There's a couple other things that you're known for. 
Oh God, I'm I'm a little worried to know what you think I'm known for, but um, awkward character interactions. Yes, they're my yes. favorite. That's probably my, that's probably my favorite thing about you. Really? I, well, Which, do you remember one like um, all of them? No, there was well, there was a hugging one one time that got really awkward. But I think I think really what my favorite thing about you is is that you're super real and you're not afraid Aww. to be kind of goofy and you're funnier than heck and you're smart as a whip. And your banter is amazing with, and you've got such a, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. You have such a great community. And part of the reason you have such a great community is because you're so involved in it and you're so willing and able to make relationships with your, with your followers. I hate that word, but your followers, including me. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, and I think I've told you that in a text message even before is how much I appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons I think that you stand out. I, I know like another one other blog that's Disney related and I don't check them like I check yours. So good job. Good job. Anytime I'm, anytime I meet someone in the park, I feel like I gave this, give the same speech and it sounds silly, but I truly mean it. I am grateful for anyone who reads my site because if you don't, I I don't get to do this job. It's Mm -hmm. really that simple. So I truly am grateful when I meet someone and, and they tell me, anything that is so kind I don't always steal their children and take them to dance <laughs> <laughs> maybe you, you should know, maybe you'd have even more followers if you did that free babysitting I gotta work. so <laughs> I work a strategy for that <laughs> speak, speaking of your site tell us a little bit about what what kind of content you have on your site everything I do so like all bloggers kind of figure out what they're good at and what they mm-hmm. enjoy after a while I guess like I'm still winging it y'all seriously I didn't go to school for this I'm still figuring it out and somehow strategies kind of just became my thing. Uh-huh. Um, the first strategy ever, and it has nothing to do with rides, was, do you remember when Anna and Elsa were meeting in Fantasyland? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what chaos it, it was. was like, like six-hour lines. Was, yeah, and yeah. it was before Disney even knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, before any of us knew. So, you know, there were dresses nowhere available. So, of course, I went on Etsy and grabbed Lainey and Elsa. And this is, gosh, a long time ago. It must have been around 2015, so seven years ago so she was seven wanted mm-hmm. to meet her and we were at the front of the line you know i got there 7 a.m i sent carter ahead because it was an itty bitty house next to right. pinocchio's daring journey i sent carter ahead and then i followed with jack and laney because you can't haul kids through a park and nope. make any progress especially not in fantasy land <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and he was 13th in line i was like this worked what else can i figure out and so when we went to the digital fast pass, I really got on board with that. I think I really got lucky. And I think that's why I started working with Disney with the Max Pass thing. Because do you remember when that happened? Like overnight, mm-hmm. everything went digital. And so, everybody freaked um, out. <laughs> me, me included. I was there for rope drop and I was going to test, you know, my usual strategies and head to Tomorrowland. But I was like, you know what? This is different. We heard mumblings of the digital thing. And I said, I'm going to go left. So I went to Big Thunder and there was no one there, no one. So I just got the best video of, okay, I'm going to go figure this out, y'all. I'm putting my AP in. They're, sit- they're giving me a ticket. This isn't actually a ticket. You remember that whole process? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yep. We didn't know what to do. And so I literally walked through the line like, morning, morning, like went on the ride and then got off. And I think I just happened to be one of the first that really talked about it because I just went to the right ride and got the info out there quickly. So then that led to Max Pass, and that was my first project with Disney. There are only six people invited. I have no idea how I got on that list. I love that, though. And 
I really thought my friends were messing with me. Like <laughs> I checked that email, like so and so at D I S N E Y Y Y Y Y Y Y. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and then anyhow, it was legit. It was terrifying, but I, I think I've gotten better at events since then, <laughs> and I've definitely gotten better at strategies. Mm-hmm. So. I would agree with that. Your strategies are amazing. And I, we personally have been using your strategies, my family and I, for a long time. Thank you. Probably almost as long as you've been blogging about them. So how do you come up with them? I've learned a lot. When I first started, I had like Excel spreadsheets and I listed out attractions. And I really just started walking around the park and I looked at other blogs and what other people recommended. And every single blog said to go to Peter Pan first. Yep. I just started paying attention and I was like, Peter Pan first makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And again, it does for some guests, but back to like what my blog is all about, everything I do is for first timers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a broad statement, but anytime I learn something, anytime I create a strategy, anytime I review dining, I think about what a first timer would need to know about this experience. And that has helped me build my audience because, gosh, don't do it now because I'll start crying if it's not. But like mm-hmm. typically, if you Google, first visit Disneyland, like for a long time, I was the first one that popped up on Google. And I'm really proud of that. So I feel like if I can help people with their first visit and make it successful, just like every other Disney guest, they're, they leave wanting more. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you do it right. Do yeah. Yeah. And I've had so many people it sounds braggy and that's, this isn't my style. So edit all this out. But I have had <laughs> so many people come to me and say, you changed not only my park experience, but you changed my family's mm-hmm. because my spouse isn't miserable. Because, and it's usually a husband. I don't mean to be sexist, but it's usually, you know, I, 88% of my readers are, are women. Mm-hmm. They plan trips and husbands reluctantly go along. Mm-hmm. So I have some tips and I'll give you another one that really helps husbands or wives, but you know, just getting through the park quickly makes people happy and yeah. I just it, go into Peter Pan first if you don't know what you're doing you're not going to know how to get through the castle where to park your stroller you're going to unbuckle kids by the time you get to that ride it's going to be an hour wait well and I think too that if and you start off that way you're starting off fighting a huge crowd and if you're not fast enough you're getting in a long line and that's a terrible way to start a day when you could go do other things that start you off on the right foot you know, where you go and get like four attractions in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so why would you want to battle the crowd and stand in line and make that be the beginning of your Disney day? Because that line is going to be an hour no matter when you go. Exactly. Unless you go after fireworks and, you know, there's some tricks that for not first timers, but you know, to me also to add to what you said, Aaron, it sets the tone for the day. Mm -hmm. So imagine you're a Mm three-year-old who is so excited to go to Disneyland and you are, you know, three feet tall and you spend the first hour of your day. Mom, when are we getting on? Mom, it just, mm-hmm. it creates the tone of this is not going to be fun. This sucks. And mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. Yeah. And no one wants to hear that at Disneyland. So no. I just started trying out other things. I started going, you know, towards Tomorrowland, knock out those. And it, and it evolves with time because with different tools, you know, without fast passes and then max pass and now genie it's just it, it evolves with what tools disney gives me to help y'all totally off script yes totally off script of those three what's your favorite system oh max pass of course agreed we miss it so I would much marry max pass. Yes. i would too yeah 
There's, in um, fact, there's not I, a Disney Max I wouldn't marry. Like, if I can think of all the Maxes, I'd marry all Max Pass. Goofy's Max. Max, Max Goof, oh, Max yeah. the Horse from Rapunzel. <laughs> right? It's a cute horse. <laughs> This is getting weird. Yeah, it is getting like a little it. weird. Okay, so yeah. how often would you say you are going to the parks to test your strategies? I aim for I'm, I, I aim to be at uh, Disneyland once a week mm-hmm. and Walt Disney World four times a year. I don't always make it once a week because sometimes like this trip, I'm going to be here for five days. No, four days this week. So I'll take next week off just to be at home gotcha. with kids and finals and stuff like that. But I try to test both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure every month mm-hmm. just so that I'm up to speed. And if I can't make it to the park to do it, I can do it from home. It's not as accurate, you know, because being in the park is always better. But um, I can do a mock strategy from home if I'm not able to make it. So, like, um, you know, I don't adjust my strategies. Every now and then I'll get someone to look at it and be like, but Raider Springs Racers is closed. And I'm like, okay. Y'all, I can't keep up with every refurbishment, right. you know, so Skip it. <laughs> I list it exactly. And, and I write that down. Like if you get to one you don't want, or if you get to one that's closed, I recommend you skip it. <laughs> it's your only option. Don't, you know? don't try to break the line down. They won't like that. Right. right. <laughs> no, no, no. But some people go to my strategies and they're like, well, what do we do with it? It's a small world. It's closed. <laughs> Pivot. I'm going to let you figure that one out. Yeah. We talk a lot about that here, too. We talk a lot about pivoting and Mm -hmm. how we talk about, and I think you agree with this, don't rope drop Rise of the Resistance. But we've tried it just to try it because we have a lot of people who are like, no, we're going to rope drop Rise of the Resistance come heck heck or high water. We're we're (laughs) a clean podcast. I I did it last trip Um, and it went great. But, but I did. I tried it in December and it went terribly. So your mileage may vary. Okay, so. I, I have a lot of scoop to throw about throw out about Disney Genie. How much time do we have? Because I had keep a talking, experience keep with, talking, with lady. My family. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I haven't published this anywhere, and I'm going to. But y'all can. Ooh, talk we about get the scoop. That helps you. Yeah, um, and this is going to be a pretty honest. Uh, uh, I hate that word. Like it's going to be pretty deliberate in what I'm saying um, because I can make Disney Genie work. That's my job. Uh, give me a tool, Disney, and I'll use it to the best of its ability mm-hmm. to make your park experience better. That's, you know, because if I get that right, you'll come back. So we can complain all day about what tools are available to us, or we can just get the best out of them. So Disney Genie, I went with my family. Um, I actually won a trip in 2019. And so we had two nights at the Grand, par- three-day park hoppers, and a character meal. So my family hadn't been to the parks in like two and a half years. They rode Millennium Falcon, but they hadn't been on rise. So we rope dropped it just because I knew that they'd want to. Nope, I'm lying. Let's edit this again. I went with Jack during Pearls and we rope dropped it, okay? Because Jack's my Star Wars nut. So I wrote down all the times. We arrived, you know, first in line, of course. We were first at the gate. And I wrote the times. We were, we got to the line at 8.06. Like, eight, eight, you know, 8 o'clock rope drop. We were probably... We were first. We could have been first, but everyone runs ahead of us. So we were probably 20 deep back, right? Right. And I was like, Jack, we're not going to run because that's not what my readers would do. Mm-hmm. We have to walk at a quick pace, but realistic. Imagine I'm pushing a stroller, you know, Lane's flipping out about something. This is what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Real life. So Lane flipping out about something can really be applied to anything to make it real life. So <laughs> we got there. 
8.06, and we were on the attraction by 8.25. I was impressed. That was with Jack. That's okay. like when I went. So um, when I went two weeks ago, we were there, and we weren't right up at the rope. We were kind of almost by the popcorn stand at the hub. So we were like in the center part of the hub near Partners mm, and just yeah. right up by the sidewalk. Right. Yeah, quite a ways back, but we're quick walkers, and I wasn't. And you got the same timing? Uh, we got it on 17 minutes. We were on at 8.17. We were oh. in the room with Ray at 817. Okay. So it worked great. When's your blog coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Katie tried it what? I didn't hear She it. tried it when she was there when? Last the week after Christmas. And it broke down. She got there and got in line and it broke down after So she we waited. we stayed in line for about 45 minutes before they kicked us out of line. So we had wasted a whole hour of park time waiting for that ride. So at Rope Drop. Yes. And so even and though I had a great experience. No, you can't get it back. And when I, even though I had a great experience, we still don't recommend it. It's a terrible idea. Yes. <laughs> I, have, I need to write more about it because there are some of my readers that are like, we have to go there first, basically. Sorry about your strategy. And so I've, I've made it work because then you kind of go backwards. Like as you're um, waiting at Rope Drop, go ahead and pull for Millennium Falcon. Rope Drop Rise. You'll get a Millennium Falcon immediately after as soon as you scan in, grab a um, genie for Splash Mountain, and then just make your way back towards Tomorrowland. Right. I always focus on the you of the park. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. I have. Not because I don't love Fantasyland, but those are not attractions that need as much technical details as far as I think. Well, here's the here's the fun part, um, and this is what I need to write about. So the first day, checked in had a great day you know i used my late day arrival post that tells you to like focus on entertainment make your way around the parks become familiar with it to know what to do the next day when you rope drop right right so we rope drop dca first family did y'all see that yes so happy that was the first time for you yes first and only time ever that's amazing my dumb kids were like what's this I was like, get it up there. This is a huge deal. You're like, None of them understood it. act nice. Act like you're excited about it. The thing that they said, you know, the Starnes children always have something interesting to say. They were like, we got quite a head start here. <laughs> you're screaming. You're opening the park. Now the 15 feet. So successful day. Got through almost every attraction at DCA in, you know, by 1, which is usually my my goal, around 1 p.m. And then kind of fizzled out the next day. It was our third day, but it was our no more hotel room. So, you know, that third day is kind of tough when you know you have to go home, right? Mm -hmm. So we were like, all right, we're not buying Genie Plus unless y'all are committing to the whole day. And the night before, Blake and I went out for a couple of drinks when the kids went back to the room. And I was like, okay, I am officially Disney's market. How much is our sleep worth? Do you want a rope drop rise or should we just buy it? And my kids hadn't been there in two and a half years. Mm -hmm. We were like, we're buying it because we had 10 o'clock at Minnie's, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we buy $100 worth of Genie Plus, $100 worth of rise. We go to, and that's hard for me, Mm -hmm. y'all, because that's hard for anybody. You know, yeah. Well, it's hard for me financially, but just hard for me, like professionally. Like, like, this is not what I'm about, right? Right, right. And I hope I get it right. And it, we ate breakfast. My kids fizzled out. We used Genie Plus once to ride, like, something inconsequential, like Big Thunder Mountain, maybe. Okay. Not that it's not great, but, right. like, not why you buy Genie Plus for. And then they took off before. Oh, res the resistance was broken down. They took off. 
And that was it. To go home. Yes. So when I write about this, and that's, I'm not doing an eloquent way of explaining it, is there are risks because you will fizzle out at the end of your trip. And this is my job. Yeah. And we were like, and my kids at two were just like, it's hot. And I was like, yeah, that's why we had the pep talk in the morning, y'all. Because if you were going into, you know, not want to be here, we weren't going to do the investment. Let's go back to the grand have some lunch, have some drinks, cool off, and then come back. Y'all know I hate the middle of the day. And mm-hmm. your strategies allow for that. Your strategies allow for nap time or going and sitting in the pool yes. because you get so much done in the morning. And then if you want to go back in the evening and do some more, there's availability for that. But you've gotten the big things done, what, before 2 o'clock usually. That's my goal. Yeah. yeah. One is usually my goal just because kids will start melting down then. Mm-hmm. I have a saying that just like your parents said, nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> Nothing good happens in the park from two to five. It's I so agree. true. It's hot. It's miserable. I mean, it's busy. And kids are melting down mm-hmm. because they're not on their naps. Right. Parents are worried because they have been have been off their phones for six hours and haven't been working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they need a drink. Like it just starts falling apart. And so I exit and don't come back until about five. And especially so. if you started off with like what we were talking about, Peter Pan, if you started off on that bad foot, by the time one o'clock yeah. rolls around, you have a lot of people who are like, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. Right. This no is kidding. not fun. And they've only been on four That's rides. A, uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. We just, we learned a lot. And I want to tell my readers that, you know, like I wasted $200. Yeah. Because my kids went home because Rise was broken down. I didn't pursue getting a refund. Which you know, they, like. they probably would have given you a refund, right? Like if you'd gone to a blue umbrella, they probably would have been fine with that. But what a hassle. I, I think so, too. And I mean, I need $100. I should have walked to that, that yeah. umbrella like you suggested. But Blake and I were still going to try to ride it anyway. It just all fell apart. And so what I want to tell people is, look, I can make this work. I, I've learned it. There are good things about it. But this is my job. And I totally screwed it up. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much based on the strategy or what I'm pointing out to y'all, it's more so if this can happen to my family, mm-hmm. it can happen to yours. So yeah. make sure you're ready for that financial commitment. And we talk a lot about that in our podcast. We talk a lot about pivoting and having realistic expectations because it doesn't always go exactly how you plan it. And things like that, if you're not prepared, would ruin a trip for somebody. That's Those are the people that come home from their trip and they get on Facebook and they say, I need to vent. This is how bad my trip was. And they write a long post about it. That breaks my heart. And and the sad part is, is they probably didn't read a blog. Mm-hmm. They rolled in at noon mm-hmm. and rode two rides and hated it. And you know what? I right. would too mm-hmm. if I did that. Yep. And this is just the nature of Disney parks. I mean, we shouldn't all have to have a master's degree in <laughs> Disney. But <laughs> No, but a little bit of research goes a long way. It does. I have a post that's called the last minute, last minute post. And I start it with, give me one hour mm-hmm. and I can change everything about your Disney experience. Just the key things, yeah. know the strategy, know your direction, know how to mobile order, mm-hmm. have a basic structure for your day, and then a few more tips. My old know. boss went a couple of years ago, and when they were getting ready to go, he had only been once when he was like eight, and his wife and kids had never, ever been. And when they, and they only had one day, and they were focusing on Disneyland, and I was like, what are you going to do? And they said, we don't even know. And I said, okay, I'm coming to your house tonight. I'll be there at 6 o'clock. We're going to sit down. We're going to look at the map. We're going to come up with a plan. And then on the day that they were there, I was at home because he was not at, 
he was not at work, so I was not working. And I literally was telling them what fast pass to get next. And okay, you and it was Max Pass, Max Pass mm-hmm. then. And I was telling them, you know, okay, did you scan in? Okay, get this Max Pass next. Then you're gonna want to go here. And I was helping them. And he was like, we never would have been able to do a fraction of what we got done had we not known because of you what to do. And so, yeah, there's a little bit of preparation. You saved their day. I totally did. For sure. Well, and I don't, like like we said, just, you know, like Casey's post about give me an hour, it doesn't take that much time. And I don't think there's any other vacation you would go on in the world where you wouldn't do a little bit of research before you go. Right. right? Like if you go to Hawaii, you're yeah. looking at a map, you're planning excursions. Yeah. It's the same thing. You want to know where to eat. Yes, yeah. exactly. It, 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 there, I will say there is a lot to know. It's just a complicated time with Disney Parks, yes. reservation system, Genie. It's a tough time. Which is a lot of why we started this podcast was because we knew things were different and that people were going to need help. And hopefully we've given a little bit of help in that direction. But Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have. If I knew how to listen to podcasts, (laughs) I'm going to send you a link. Start with me, Erin. I'm not doing it. Uh I'm going to send you a link and we're going to get you listening. Okay, here's a question we have for you because something that we have noticed like Disney was a family vacation, still is a family vacation that we've loved so much. But our last couple times, especially when we've gone together, it starts feeling like work. So how do you balance for you specifically? You mean you personally? Yeah. Like how do you balance like, going you- and having an enjoyable time and working? I don't. You, you work. <laughs> you just work while you're there. Even when you're um, with your kids? You know, like I kept notes of the strategy because that was a strategy test and that's easy like Mm -hmm. the first time I ever wrote out one of those monster Facebook posts I didn't do it ahead of time now I write that as I'm walking through the park like I'm on my phone writing every hour or every time notes that I want to include later what I did differently stuff like that so I did a little bit of that and that's easy the real answer is I don't do well with disconnecting right and I actually before COVID was looking at exiting blogging and was looking at selling my blog and because I I just like you know Blake every now and then it's a joke he'll ask me if we can vacation and eat Oklahoma because I can't tie that back to Disney ah, yeah you know like, yeah, yeah. so I'm not present at vacation yeah you see what I hard. mean yep <laughs> okay so what are your top I don't know five five four three I don't three care. to five yes top tips for okay. having an excellent Disneyland day arrive early Uh, i'll say that every time arrive a full hour early and if you don't know how to get to the gate at an hour early there are ways to get close to an hour early and all that's on my website because it's tricky if you're staying at a disney resort hotel or if you're driving in there's different ways so arrive early can't say enough about that um use a good strategy whether it's mine or someone else's have a plan when my family melts down during a disney day it's because we stand there well what do you want to do what do you want to do? Well, this one's 15 minutes. Well, this one's 20. And I'm like, I'm going to the bar. (laughs) You stand here for the next 20 minutes. Yes. And no one's going to be happy with whatever we do. So a strategy not only moves you around the park in an efficient way, it doesn't allow any bit of chaos because if you're just following the rules, then that's cool. And you can alter from it, but that drives me nuts in a theme park when we don't know what we're doing and no one can decide and no one wants to make a decision. Right. So it keeps totally you on Totally agree. Um, the only other thing I think would mobile order. I Yay. mean, mobile ordering. I mobile order everywhere. Mm-hmm. I I don't listen to a podcast 
but mobile ordering. <laughs> and also, I'm shocked at how many people are standing in lines. I seriously, it still blows For my food. mind. For food, yeah. Do you want to know? I didn't tell you this. Let me share something with you really quick. We also, right. Katie's very favorite treat at the parks is the Raspberry Rose Mickey Macaron at Jolly Holiday. Do you like it? Laney loves it, and I love that you said it the right way. Uh, We've practiced. We've practiced. We have practiced. It took us a long time to get there. (laughs) This is not my first rodeo. But my favorite treat is the the cream cheese pretzel. I love the cream cheese pretzel. That's my favorite. Mm. Oh, have you had it? Yes. You know I'm not a foodie. Um, This is true. You don't eat. I I do eat. I don't believe it. I just don't eat a ton of theme park food. Oh, well. And I like it. But if I did, I'm there all the time. That wouldn't be good. Um, and everything I eat and everything I buy is, and this becomes part of blogging, is um, an investment yeah. of my time and money. And yes, and so. yeah. So anyway, back to the Raspberry Rose Mickey Macaron. Yes, I went to Jolly best. Holiday one day to get something, and it was in the evening, and I could see they had paper bags kind of in one of the coolers and I could see in a little gap that there were a bunch in that cooler but there were none in the open coolers so I was going to tell you this and I forgot to so when I got to the counter I said to the kid that was working I was like "Um, those macarons are they available for purchase and he's like no they're supposed to be hidden are they not hidden and I said they are I said I can just see a little crack and he's like nope those are the mobile order ones so we've talked about it before if you mobile order those in the morning you can mobile order them for eight o'clock at night and they'll they'll hold them for you for you yep it's a good tip that the hard way the first day we didn't do it and Lainey was upset so I mobile ordered it we got it later that's how I got the cookies and galaxy's edge same thing you got to start there while you're waiting for rib drop get organized get the food Get your rides ready. Yep. Avoid Peter Pan. <laughs> Perfect Think day. Think like Clark Griswold and have a great day. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for coming and talking to us for a little while. Yeah. We appreciate it so much. Yes. It's been fun. Where where can people find you? What What's the name of your website? Um, DisneylandDaily.com. Okay. And I'm really just on Instagram and Facebook because I'm 47 years old. And TikTok is just so scary to me yeah, same for us so mean we're not tiktokers and, either <laughs> yeah i've tried it my profile literally says i have no idea what i'm doing so <laughs> i stick to instagram and facebook mm-hmm. um i have a bigger audience on facebook than instagram but i'm trying uh but it's disneyland daily casey perfect on, on instagram facebook and instagram yes okay. yeah. oh and i do have an email list that you can sign up for oh so. perfect is that on your website it is. On every page, um, there's a little section. And I don't send out emails every week or on routine, only as needed. So when true. I, I am on your email list. And if you're if yeah. it's if it comes from Casey, you know you want to check it. And what we are for podcasts, Casey is for blogs. So if you want to sit down and have the written word in front of you, Casey's your gal, for sure. 100% the blog I'd recommend that you check for your information. Most yep. current and most Thank thorough. You. And funnest. Because yes. really, like I said, you've got a good amount of snark <laughs> and wit, and you're just a good And I want to say um, I love her park strategies. That's my favorite thing that she does. But I also love the dining reviews that she does. They're very thorough. And yes, they're great. Like the character dining, all of that is so on point. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I just did two character meals, and I need to do all the Fantasmic and all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, I have all the stuff written for it, but I need to revisit it. It's um, very useful information. Thank you. But yeah. again, all of that is an investment of time yes, and money. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So I have to think through it. So anyway, the character meals are coming back. Minis was awesome with hugs. and it's Yes, just, we love minis. The parks are starting to feel normal again, y'all. They really are. Don't I you know. think? Yes. yes, totally. It's nice. It's been really nice. It makes me happy. Thank Casey. you so much, Casey. We this appreciate is it. it. Yes, this is yes. My, big, my big break. I'm famous now. Yes, yeah. you are. For sure. <laughs>
All right. If you're not following us, follow us on Instagram at ropedrop.parkhop. And as always, we appreciate a subscribe, a rating, and a review on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And share us with your friends. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.